When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on <clears throat> Score North and scorenorth.com. Yes, Reckless Draft Speculation Tuesday here on Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And every Tuesday in this lead-up to the draft, we have brought in our friend from Fantasy Pros and Betting Pros and now the all-new Purple Daily on Draft as of yesterday. Awesome. Thor Nystrom. You can also find Tyler Fornis from VikingsWire.com. We launched a new Purple Daily spinoff show you can find every week, not only uh, yesterday leading up to the draft, but it's going to it's gonna take sort of a, a draft-slash-young player perspective on Vikings football. So, Thor, we have a million things we want to get into with you, including our final mock draft simulation, but it is just chaos everywhere with all these reports. I think like where I'd love to start with you, and Judd's back here, on Purple Daily after uh, a long weekend celebrating his anniversary. So we'll get Judd to unleash some some takes here. Almost every single prominent mock draft coming out the last week has the Vikings drafting a quarterback. Three months ago, nobody had the Vikings drafting a quarterback. So, and by the way, many of these have the Vikings aggressively trading up as high as maybe number two to get that quarterback. So, what do you make of all of this Vikings quarterback buzz here in the mock draft community, Thor? Well, where, where there's smoke, there's fire, right? I mean, all process, all spring, the Vikings have done as deep a work on the quarterback classes we have seen in years and years and years. We know that they were talking to teams at the Combine about Cousins. You know, there was the report about the 49ers. Who, who knows who else they talked to about that? It, it's just dot connecting. There's been the reports here the last few days as well that the Vikings have have engaged with Houston and Arizona about the two and three pick. Presumably they have engaged other teams clandestinely about trade parameters. If certain scenarios, certain quarterbacks that they like fall down to certain spots. Yeah. This is setting up to be a wild draft. So I think that there is, this is great because I think that there's a lot of smoke, but some is real smoke and some is getting you off the scent smoke when it comes to the Vikings' intentions. So, number one, I firmly believe that the reports that they are engaged in potential talks with the second and third teams are accurate. Like, I think they are very aggressively looking to move up. Do I think that they'd make a really stupid trade? No. But do I think that if the price point is right and it would be incredibly expensive, they would? Yes. 
I think the Hendon Hooker stuff. I think it's a. I think it's a big smokescreen. I really do. I'm not buying it. Um, it just doesn't seem to me like like if you're trying to go up to let's say two or three, are you really going to then settle for Hooker at like twenty three? I don't think so. So I I believe that the Vikings are aggressively trying to trade up. This just came to me too, and and I, I told Phil this on MNJ Thor. Um, but we were talking about the the steam with the score on what Stroud's test, right? And how it was an eighteen, and that's brutal. Oh, oh no! Oh, oh, oh the phone's ringing. News. We got break. The Thor. trade coming in. It's crazy. <laughs> what should I do, man? Oh no! Is that a Don't scout texting you? It's a Don't scout it texting away. Thor. Oh, Don't no. give it away. So on Stroud though. Now, all the teams obviously have th- those scores. So, like, it's not it's not like teams don't know. But, you know, that leak went through Bob McGinn, who was a longtime Packer beat guy who does his own site now, who is, I would say, extremely respected. But he only sort of just pops up now. Like, like he's not um, – I wonder if somebody knew Bob, and this is just a theory – Reckless speculation at its highest form, just to be very clear, you guys. I wonder if somebody who knew Bob at TCO Performance Center oh. was the source oh. of that leak. Mm. Oh, yeah. Was CJ, the source I, of the struggle. CJ scored really yeah. low, man. Just yeah. a I'm box looking, of hey, rocks, man. Hey, Bob, know. I'm looking at the scores right now. Do you want one? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> CJ Stroud in an 18 my god i mean i'm just saying he took it four times too that was his best score it was crazy (laughs) as thor knows you guys anything goes right now like there's no honor there's no (laughs) there's no you know no one is civil people are doing like this is the ultimate reality show with just brutal results I'm just throwing it out there. Kevin, I wonder if Kevin Costner be... is just pacing back and forth yeah. in a park somewhere. <laughs> Except he's not going to be a linebacker <laughs> and running back. Yeah, that's still the worst draft of all time. That idiot. I want my picks back. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, I'm just I'm just speculating. I want because I do buy that the Vikings might be very interested in Stroud. I think that might be accurate. Yeah, I mean, it, th- that's certainly plausible. The the things that you see in the media, and and some people might know this out there, but some people might not. It's stuff that the the source wanted to get out there, right? And so, so you you're not going to tell someone in the media something that you don't want to get out there. That just doesn't happen. And yeah, that's that's why you get whether they're exaggerations of the truth. Sometimes you'll just get outright lies from from some of those folks. And then you have to be very careful about what you print. It's interesting. McGinn puts that out, and the the guy who runs the S two test has has now been doing a media tour going out and saying not all the the numbers that were put out were accurate and even the ones that were there wasn't the correct context behind them and so so he's been doing his own PR sort of campaign but yeah i mean like w- with this stuff for me you have to go back and you have to watch the players and do they struggle with that specific thing do they struggle with processing information for instance I just don't think that C.J. Stroud does. I, I think there's some things that you, you can look into there. I mean, it's fair that that his offense was wide open, and a lot of times there was guys one-on-one, right, in space. And in the NFL, it's going to be more condensed with, with the better athletes, whatnot. But, like, what you're sort of behooved by there is you've seen C.J. Stroud over the past couple of years go through the progressions when required, enough so that that was originally the biggest nitpick on his profile, was that he wouldn't leave the pocket and he – 
he diligently would go through maniacally would go through dogmatically go through his progressions <laughs> right going. like so so that was you know that that was the criticism on him or whatever and now all, all of a sudden it it turns around it's like oh cj Stroud can't process information it's like you can't have that both ways on his eval or whatever so you know as far as he goes the, the you know it's funny we talk about this one of the other scores that mcginn dropped the only other one that he did that was beneath the 50th percentile, it was Hooker. Hendon Hooker. Yeah. But you don't you don't hear anyone talking about that. For me, that one would be the the bigger concern when you you've never seen that kid go from one side of the field to the other side of the field in college. Sounds like you're starting to lean away from Hendon Hooker to the Vikings. I, I'm not just reading the tea leaves here. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I who knows? Like without when he says uh, the the founder of the of the cognitive test, but there's context missing. I want to know, like, what do you mean there's context missing? Did C.J. Stroud have a digestive issue a quarter of the way through the test, and that's why he scored an 18 instead of an 85? Well, it's funny. Just speaking to that, one of them he did. I I forget what show this was on, but I think this was yesterday, the day before. He started to go into, because someone asked him that follow-up question, and he was like, well, I'll give you guys one example. There was a kid who was going to the All-Star, one of the All-Star games this process, and it wasn't until, like, 10 or 11 p.m. when we could administer him the test and he was hungry, and he didn't really want to do it, but we had been asked to administer it to him, and he tests, and he did a poor score, and then he goes to the All-Star game, but then later on, we allowed him to retake it, and he scored higher. He had to be referring to Hendon Hooker there, who showed up to the Senior Bowl with the injury. I would I would assume that, you know, that's one bit of it, and another bit of the, the missing context. I think, I'm not sure if he spoke to this, or if one of the NFL guys did, but they were talking about how that S2 test, it has four different metrics. You know, one of one of it is like the, yeah. the quickly processing the information. There's three other there's categories. Like Im- there's like improvisation. There's uh, something like a- adaptability or something. But, yes, there's – and Joe, by the way, Joe Burrow scored like 97 on, in all the categories. Yeah, so. yeah, but but like this guy, he was making the point of like some of the kids, the the aggregate score might be a little bit lower, but they're they're high in some of the areas that you like. And the the last bit of context is, I believe it's sixteen NFL teams that have contracts with that S two place or whatever, and those teams presumably value it quite highly. Uh, you know, when they're evaluating the quarterbacks, there. But half of the league then, by definition, does not. They they asked the Raiders' offensive coach, I think it was last week about what his thoughts were on the league C.J. Stroud score. And he just already said, like, we don't use S2 when we're evaluating quarterbacks. Like, it's not a part of our thing. So, like, you know, I guess it's notable for you guys, but we just – we don't factor it in whatsoever. We have our own cognitive tests, our own psychological tests. So so for the half of the league that that subscribes to the S2 thing, yeah, it probably has a, a specific weight there. The, the other ones, maybe not so much. Yeah, because if there's one franchise I trust to go outside <laughs> – and deviate yeah. from the norm in their draft the strategy. Right it's, the, it's the Raiders historically. <laughs> but um, uh, by the way, I should shout out our friends at TCL, an official partner of the NFL, and back in for another year at Purple Daily here. We appreciate TCL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. And also, this Thursday night, we're just a couple days away from the Surly Park Tavern Draft Party Extravaganza. We, Purple Daily, will be streaming live on YouTube from the 11th frame. It's in the back area. It's a great indoor space with a spillover area, tent, heated area. Um, if, if it does rain like it did last year, you won't get rain down this year. 
We are so excited for this. And uh, the doors are going to open in the 11th brain area at 6 o'clock. You can get there before then because Park Tavern and the main bar area is open for lunch at 11 a.m. But 6 o'clock start time at Park Tavern in St. Louis Park. 7 o'clock we go live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Thor is going to put in uh, the first half of the draft with his Fantasy Pros stream. And then you're going to come on out and join us for the second part of the first round. Who knows what the hell, like, the Vikings may have, like, traded up by then, but you'll join us <laughs> for, this, for the second part. Uh, Tyler Fornes is going to join us for parts on both Thursday and Friday. So, boys, we're looking forward to meeting as many Purple Daily listeners and viewers as possible this Thursday. I can't wait. I can't wait. And, and anyone out there, come to the thing. Like, it, it, last year it was so fun. This year we're indoors, so we're not going to be quite <laughs> as chilly, but... It's really fun. Bring a friend. And even if you don't, you're going to make some there. I promise you. Yeah. If you don't have any friends, you can make yeah. friends. It's going to be great and, on Thursday night. And <laughs> to Thor's point, boy, have we gone soft. Like last year, we're outside. <laughs> we're like the Met Stadium Vikings. We're bringing on the weather. I, I couldn't feel any of my limbs at the end. And of now that. we're just yeah. going to move my into glove the metronome. Fire. It was a whole thing. We're like, where's the heat? Turn the heat up. <laughs> there were so many comments last year about like, oh, Judd looks cold, or you know, you guys look so cold. It's like, yeah, we're but we're we're it's fun. Like we're we're doing it. But yeah, like just to skirt that, put everybody else in. But we would have gone out in the in the elements again. Yeah. Oh, hey, damn right. Just back to the draft speculation here. So. Because Judd kind of brought this up on uh, on our other daily show, Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd today, that if you're the Vikings, you probably have a bunch of different scenarios you're preparing for here. It's it's even more chaotic because ordinarily you going into most drafts, you kind of know who the top four or five picks are probably going to be, and then you can plan it out from there. We don't know that we don't even know who the number two pick is, and now there's rumors that Will Levis is telling people he's the number one pick on Reddit. There's all kinds of stuff. So if you're Quasi and you're in the Vikings front office. What should your strategy be here? Are you actively looking to get one of the top three picks before the draft? Are you are you waiting to see if like an Anthony Richardson maybe falls past the fifth pick or someone that you like, and then you pounce during the draft? Are you planning on just sort of sitting back at 23? I guess how do you map this out as you see the draft board falling on Thursday night? Yeah, it's it, it's gonna t- you know it's a lot more pre-draft work I think because it's you know it, like than a typical uh, cycle where you're you you know you feel like you're gonna stay in your slot or around your slot you sort of have your your couple positions maybe that you're looking at and you're not really gonna deviate outside of that. This one he's prepared for chaos and you're going through every single scenario that could come out of that because like you said we don't know who's who's go- gonna be the second pick we don't know what team is gonna make the second pick same thing with the third pick. And presumably within the NFL, they don't either right now. Like, because Houston could do anything, Arizona could do anything, whatnot. So if you're if you're the Vikings, you're sitting quasi and and everybody in the building there for the last week, ten days. You're sitting in a room and saying, okay, we're pretty sure Bryce Young is the free spot on this bingo card. But after that, let's say that this guy goes two, this guy goes three, and and this is four. Then then what would the scenario be after that? Have we talked to you know? you know, team X about, about a potential trade parameter. If, if our guy falls into that slot, you know, say it's Detroit, say it's whoever. Um, and, and then you're, but you're mapping out the scenarios for every single one of those. And and this year there's just way more of those, you know, it's like a choose your own adventure book, but once you make one decision, then, then, you know, you know, it has to be these two decisions and then it can deviate just wildly from a, a, a different scenario. And, and if you're the Vikings, this is, this is really important because, you're sitting at 23. You don't have a round two pick. Typically, you're going to get boxed out at trading way up. But there are scenarios, I think, where that is possible. There are some of those teams up there 
that would perfectly be perfectly willing to take the future draft equity. I told you guys a couple weeks ago, I know that the Lions are looking to convert some of their picks into future draft equity. The Arizona guy, uh, Gannon, uh, Jonathan Gannon, right? Yeah, he was like, boo, yeah. boo, boo, when, when, he was, when he met Rondell Moore. Shot, <laughs> shots. Um, he, he came out outright and said, we would be okay getting future picks as well, trading down and taking future equity too. So it just depends on, on that scenario. But yeah, if, if you're the Vikings, you are mapping out every single one. So once you're, you know, w- once the bullets start flying on Thursday night, nothing surprises you and you have vetted out all those different scenarios. So you could just make the phone call. You already have sort of a roadmap of what it would cost. And that's how these deals get done really quick when you're on the clock. So the, the potential for chaos is so high here. Um, and because we think that we know who Carolina is going to take, but we don't know absolutely for sure, Thor, do you think that if, and it's probably a long shot, but let's say the Vikings trade for pick two or three, do you think that's done before the draft, or do you think they wait to see what Carolina does? Because I'm, I'm curious if, if, if they go to two or three, I guess my question is this, do they have a quarterback that they've ident- identified, for instance, Stroud, who's their guy there, but they're not as high on the other guys who potentially might be taken there. So like, that's the other potential for chaos is if Carolina surprises them and takes Stroud, do the Vikings then bail out of those talks? But if they don't, they feel that they feel that they have to go to two. Like there's so many things here just from a timing standpoint, forget players just from a timing of pick standpoint that, could cause the Vikings to deviate from a plan in an instant. A thousand percent. Yeah. And, and, you know, another thing that's unique about this draft guys is, you know, you have those top four quarterbacks, but if you looked at at the boards around the league of, of all 32 teams ranking those four guys, you're going to get a different, different iteration of the top four almost every single time. You know, that that's what makes it really interesting that there are teams that are higher on Stroud. There are teams that are lower on Stroud. There are teams that are sky high on Will Levis. There are other teams that don't like Will Levis. And, and you just go on. There's teams that have size threshold as a quarterback position that wouldn't take Bryce Young presumably that high. There's other teams, obviously, that think he's the best player in the draft. So, yeah, I mean, that's the, the second part of it, Judd, for sure. And depending on, how, on where the Vikings have that, you're just going to, you know, it's like going to the used car lot or whatever. You have your price point for all the different cars. And if one of those cars, the salesman is giving it to you within your price point, yeah, you're, you're going to make that happen. Mm. Man, this is so fascinating. So you could, if you wanted to, like to Judd's point, unless it's unless there's only one quarterback that would that would get you to trade up, you could trade up the number two pick right now, 48 hours before the draft, right? And just, and here we go. Um, or if you're 100% sure that Carolina is, is, uh, is drafting Bryce Young, and then you know how the board's going to fall uh, to number two. But... We've gone so far in the direction of Vikings drafting a quarterback in the first round here that I think we have to account for the idea that the Vikings can't move up because they get outbid or they don't want to give up a 2024 and 2025 first round pick and and put all those chips because this is the other thing, Thor. If let's say you let's say you love, I'll just say uh, C.J. Stroud. You're the Vikings. You love C.J. Stroud but you really like Hendon Hooker. I know that you would advise against that, but let's say that that's where they're at. How risky is it to say, okay, the difference between how we evaluate these two quarterbacks is giving up a 2024 and 2025 first-round pick. That There's that much of a gap. I just don't know. I mean, the, the bust rate on first-round quarterbacks is like you know 
percent historically the last 20 years. I don't know how you can be that sure that you would move up from 23 to number two. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, you're, you know, as far as that goes, it's you try to quantify the value of those players, which is hard, but like put it down to like a numerical number. You you already have what that is for the future draft picks, right? Like we can go on the trade charts, different stuff like that. And then I think that's how you figure out, you know, what what would we give up in excess to get, you know, go from Hooker to Stroud, you know, in, mm-hmm. in, in that, for instance, whatever. I, I think that's how the equation goes, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah go ahead, Jed. Oh, I, I was just go, going to, to say, Phil, I totally get your point. But my guess is that these guys' conversations rotate around if we do get this right, the problem is solved. And, and like, they don't – the good thing with Quazy and Kevin O'Connell is they don't own the past. So, like, the Vikings' QB failures aren't on them. So they're not going to think, like, well, this franchise has been screwed. It's jinxed on quarterbacks. They're they're going to think fresh start are really our first opportunity – to put our stamp on a quarterback here. And I wonder if they perceive it just because of how their brains process things differently than we do, based on the fact that if you do get the right guy, the price point might be absolutely huge, but the problem is solved, and you got five years of control of said player. Yep, and there's evidence. Look at the Niners with Trey Lance. I mean, hell, look at the Vikings with some of the quarterbacks they've whiffed on. There's evidence that if you have a well-run franchise and you're hitting on other picks and you have guys like Jefferson and you got franchise left and right tackles, you can absorb a whiff on a quarterback in the first round. And that brings us back to the Christian Ponder uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome that we've all been suffering from here for over a decade. That, well, what happens if you you draft another Ponder or another T-Jack? Well, I mean, the Niners literally gave up all kinds of capital for Trey Lance. And now they're going to probably turn around and trade him for 30 cents on the dollar. He's not going to be their starting quarterback, it sounds like. And they're one of the three teams to, you know, favored to win the Super Bowl. And I'm not saying the Vikings are equal to the 49ers and what they've done the last few years, but the Vikings are closer to a 49ers-run organization than a Jets or the Browns for 20 years or the Lions. And so I would just, like, from a fan perspective, don't be afraid of drafting a quarterback in the first round just because it might be a whiff. If it's a whiff, okay, whatever. Just move up, move off in a couple of years and, and and see what happens. What Before we get into a mock draft simulation here, Thor, uh, do you have any other sort of big Vikings-related thoughts or takes going into the draft? Well, I, you know, one of them to, to keep an eye on is, uh, and I, I forget if I if I said it on, on these airways yet, but the, I, I know we've talked about it privately, but I, I heard the Vikings had trade parameters worked out with an AFC team for a Delvin Cook trade after June 1st. Um, it'll be interesting to monitor this thing on draft weekend because obviously the Vikings, if they had their druthers, they would prefer to put that thing off till after then because you save, what is it, four or five extra million dollars mm-hmm. if you wait until after June 1st to trade Delvin Cook. But um, on draft weekend, if they already know that that's going to happen, obviously running back moves up on, on the priority list. And then, but also like is, you know, if another team swooped in and had an offer for Delvin or if, that somehow got worked into one of these trades where you're moving up the board or down the board, you know, however, however it would work. Um, again, like would the Vikings then defer off of their uh, agreement in principle with this AFC team uh, to, to hold off on that? We'll have to see on that if, if the trade offer was good enough. But the running back position would be the other thing I would monitor there because I think the Vikings are very much in play to take a running back, which you wouldn't think by just looking at their depth chart. But I think that there's already an idea there that we will not have Delvin Cook on the roster next mm-hmm. year. By the way, I'm going to pop this up for the YouTube audience, and we can read it for 
for the audio only audience, but we have in front of us here. This is the Thor Nystrom 500 here. This is the this is the Thor board. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> the top 500 players, literally from one to 500 in this draft. So I'll just rattle off who you have as as the top 10 players. You've got three quarterbacks, one, two, and three on your overall big board. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson. And then you have Jalen Carter, Will Anderson Jr., Devin Witherspoon, Tyree Wilson, Joy Porter Jr., uh, Peter Skaronsky, Lucas Van Ness. we got to go down to uh, 15 before we find Will Levis. <laughs> Yeah. And then I think it's way further down, like in the 70s or 80s, where you have Hendon Hooker. If I, There he is. He's 68, uh, Hendon Hooker there. so Jordan Love as the cop. <laughs> well, you really don't like Hendon Hooker, do you? No, I really don't. New Packers starting quarterback, Jordan mm-hmm. Love. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at this. You've got, uh, you got a Dalvin Cook comp here. Jameer Gibbs, the, the running back from Alabama at 46. What's your philosophy on drafting a running back in the first round if Bajan Robinson is, is sitting there at some point? Uh, well, in the in the Viking slot where where they are, if like if he fell to twenty three and you have that Delvin Cook trade worked out, I would think about it. I I wouldn't take for me. I I can't take a running back in the top half of the first round. Like in unless like he he's basically a receiver that also plays running back and and Bijan gives you a ton of uh, utility in the receiving game too. But like you would have to be just a next level uh, type prospect for that. Like mm-hmm. above above above, sure Hall of Fame type guy. I like Bijan a lot. I have him 18 on my board, but, and, and I try to slot this thing as though I'm going into the draft room making the decision with the numbers. So for me, if I had a, a, a bad running back need, I was sitting at 18, the 17 guys are above me. That's where I'd start to think about Bijan. But the, the Vikings have, have too many holes, I think, you know, in on other spots in the roster, even with the Delvin thing, I think to go there with Bijan, even at 23. But for me, like on day two or in the middle rounds, like early day three, I think that's a really good fit for them because you already got Madison, you already got Chandler. You would just need a guy to work in there with them. And there's some very good complimentary backs in, in this class. I think you're going to be able to uh, get on a discount because they have one part of their skill set, but maybe not the other ones. But that would make them a very good uh, fit as part of a committee with these other guys. Good compliment. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Judd, go ahead. If you have anything else before we get to the... Oh. Um, the mock simulation, fire away. I was just going to say, I think uh, Thor as well on that position in particular, I think you have to judge it if you're going to draft one with where your team is right now. Because we all know, it's well documented, that a running back has a shelf life, right? So I think Bijan would actually fit in with, with a team that feels like he's a final piece of, of a club that's going to pop. 
Yeah. Um, I think if you're saying, yeah, you know, we're, we're going to be, as the Vikings always are for the most part, respectable, right? But we're building up to something, which is ultimately absolutely fine. Um, I don't know that that's a great pick then. So, like, because if he's going to be in three years or four, four years from now, if you're going to be good, a running back is such a wild card and unknown that I think I would prefer if I was a GM to take one, if that was just like a final offensive piece that could play immediately and impact things. Um, I think if you're going to take one and you're going to say, well, Bijan's going to really be good for us. And in four years, it's going to be, I'd say that's a little bit dangerous. If I'm building for the future at all, I'm probably going to avoid that position in the first round. After that, it's fine. But just as far as first round picks. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. So, Thor, you have uh, have, have your big board ready because, remember, when we do the PFF mocks, until it gets to our pick, we can't see players available, which makes it hard to trade up. We see the full list of players available when we're on the clock if we want to trade back. But, boys, I think so we've had different agendas over the last three months as we've done these mock simulations. Like, today we're going to trade up or today we're going to trade back. (laughs) I think we should just enter this just like the Vikings are going to not really knowing what's going to happen. Let's literally just see who the number one pick is. Number two, we can stop. Let's just have a discussion. Let's figure it out on the fly with Thor as our GM. Let's Are do you it. guys down with that? Yes. Okay. Uh, for the settings, I, I did tick rand- uh, randomness up from one to two here just to see. Just to, Let's make it a little funky. Let's make it a little bit random. Uh, so this is going to be really our final PFF mock simulation here on Purple Daily. Wow. Before the actual draft on Thursday. Uh, and this mock simulation is presented by our friends at Livia, Judd, who've been helping Purple Daily listeners lose a lot of weight and change their lives. Yep. In fact, uh, going into the draft on Thursday, there's going to be a lot of question marks about the top pick, as we just discussed. Well, if you want to lose weight, there's no question mark about your first overall pick. That is my friends from Livia Weight Control Centers who are not only going to help you shed the pounds like they did me now a year plus ago, but also to maintain that weight loss because it's a lifestyle change and it's an easy process. And I'm going to tell you right now, their nutritionists and dietitians are going to help you. And if you sign up right now, first three months for free, that's right. You talk about a good first round pick first three months for free. So you're going to cruise into summer feeling good and looking great. And all those clothes that didn't fit are going to fit now. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A-Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Run the card up there and have the commissioner announce that you just joined the Livia team. You can also join the Federated team or have them join your team in a partnership to help maximize the success of your business. Federated offers a guiding hand when the waters of running a business get choppy. Federated has over 100 years of experience in helping business owners. And uh, they've also put a key emphasis on next-generation business owners as well. So if you're taking over a family business, if you are maybe a younger business owner looking for guidance, Federated's here to help you. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right, boys. The Carolina Panthers are on the clock here with the number one pick. We're going to click Start Draft and see what happens. Bryce Young, number one. I'm going to pause it here. Anybody want to fight to trade up to number two? Not me. I think it's going to be too cost prohibitive. So, like, would I be sitting dead right on in that building? It needs to be the quarterback, one of the quarterbacks falling down where the price point can can come into our range. 
So maybe what we do is let's run three more picks. Let's get through the first four picks, get to Seattle, yep. and just see what the board looks like. Agreed. I like it. Okay. Okay. C.J. Stroud, number mm-hmm. two. Jalen Carter, number three. Will Levis, number four. So we have we have three quarter, four quarterbacks off the board. I'm sorry, three quarterbacks off the board in the first four picks. Yeah. Yeah, th- this is the scenario where it becomes uh, not, not all the way impractical, but pretty close to impractical for the Vikings to move up. Because, you know, now the, the picks that you could trade up to, it's more within your price point. But obviously there's only that one quarterback uh, left there. And Anthony Richardson's the guy that, I mean, with each individual NFL, I, I do know that the Raiders like him. But, like, the other teams, you're you're interested to know, like, do they view him as a scheme fit and are they willing to sink that year into him? At least with Richardson, you know, it's a different scenario than with Stroud. If you were the Vikings, you somehow traded up the board for him. You would want to keep Cousins around for a year, and then he would provide that bridge while you sort of build up Richardson and polish him off. Yeah. But I, I just don't know if the Vikings would would blow up next year's draft as well to you know trade up to six or whatever to try to get over the Raiders for him. See, that's where I listen. I am wide open to trading up if if we think Anthony Richardson is the second coming of Dante Culpepper and he's going to stay healthy and maybe, maybe be better than Culpepper. I am very interested in that. But here's the problem: you're going to have to give up maybe again to get up into the top five here, and we'll and we'll run a couple more picks and see how the board plays out. But I'm going to give up at least one future first round pick and maybe a future second or another future first. And I'm going to sit him behind Kirk cousins. And I'm not, I'm not going to get draft capital for Kirk cousins. That seems yeah. that it seems like giving up a lot of draft capital in trade and in rolling with Kirk cousins for one more year. Um, I just, I don't know if I love that idea, I guess. That's why the Stroud steam makes some sense. Exactly. Cause, yeah. Cause like, like if you're going to, if you're going to make that trade, I think you're going to make I think you're going to give in the extra give up the extra to get up to 2 or 3 for Stroud. Mm-hmm. We just yeah, ran two the, more picks Stroud, by the way. Will the, Anderson Jr. Oh. and Devin Witherspoon off the board. Now the Raiders are on the clock at 7. Richardson is still yeah, there. They do. Yeah, they, they're going to take Richardson here. But yeah, I mean they wouldn't trade this pick in real life. So they're not one of the options I think for the Vikings to make the trade up with. Sure. Okay, let's uh let's roll a couple more picks off here. There's Anthony Richardson yeah. off the board, number seven. So, and I'll pause it after the top ten. So, we've got Richardson seven, Christian Gonzalez eight, Tyree Wilson nine, Peter Skaronsky ten. Your your thoughts here so far, uh, Thor, our general manager. Is there any reason why we should be looking to move up at any point in the next thirteen picks? Not now. No, th- that was a pretty chalky uh, rendition of of the mock. You know, like so. So this one would be like if it's not chaos, if if it just goes more chalk or whatever. But yeah, the the Vikings need to be kings of chaos if it goes the other way. But but it's it's theoretically a play, of course, that it does go uh, more chalk, right? Like we're, we're, we're all the smoke we're getting is that it could be a chaos filled night. But but who knows? That that depends on a lot of different things. So in this scenario, yeah, you, you you've changed tax. You're staying in your slot. You might even consider the trade down. So, so guys, just... I, I don't think at two and three, I don't think that both of those teams pick. So I do think that there might be a little bit of chaos introduced. Uh, I think at least one, if not both of those teams, trade out. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's certainly in play. I mean, especially the, the Cardinals. Uh, you know, again, yeah. we don't really know what the Texans are doing. But, yeah, that's that's where it could get crazy. But yeah, sort of in this model. This one, we, we, we go chalk. So here's a few more picks mm. coming off the board here. We've got, I won't read them all, but Jackson Smith and Jigba, 11 to the Titans. You got uh, another cornerback here, Joy Porter Jr., 15 to the Jets. Zay Flowers to Washington at 16. And then Bijan Robinson goes to the Lions 
at 18, which puts mm. now we're, we're kind of in Hendon Hooker watch territory with the Buccaneers at 19. So we'll see what they do. The Buccaneers can have them. They go Lucas oh. Van Ness. All right. Uh oh. Vikings are on the clock. So Lucas Van Ness and then Jordan Addison just went to the Chargers at pick 21. That and Addison so, pick would would make a lot of sense. One of his former uh, position coaches from college is now on the Chargers staff, and Addison was the only wide receiver in the consensus top four that the Chargers brought in for a visit. So that one would make all kinds of sense. And one other tip, wide receiver tidbit for people out there, the Packers moved up those two slots in that Rodgers trade with the Jets up to 13. Uh, one of my buddies in the industry, Tony Pauline, very respected reporter, put out right after that, the reason that the Packers want to move up those two slots, it was to improve their odds of getting Jackson Smith and Jigba. So it would yeah. be really funny if, if two days after they trade Aaron Rodgers, they finally take a wide receiver in the first round. Yes. <laughs> one one final gift out the door for Mr. Rodgers. But, yeah, that's that, that's the smoke out there on that one. Okay, so we're sitting here, pick 23, and, and we'll show you the players available. But there are three teams that have called us about a trade, according to the PFF simulator. Wait, Phil, for, for, first I want to see the available teams before we, we consider our, our options. We just have to see if anyone fell that we, you know. Yep. Well. Dalton Kincaid is tumbling. Kalijah Cansey, Brian Branch, Deontay Banks. Interested in Branch for sure. Let's see the other. Quentin, Quentin Johnson. Johnson. Johnson That's would guy. Be, yeah, he, he, well, he would be in play for me, certainly. Yeah, it would for yeah for me it would be down to those two guys. Okay, let let's take a look at those trades. So two of these two of these are trying to move way up here. So like the you could get future first round picks from the Browns or the Ravens. We're trying to move up from seventy four and eighty six. Would you would you want to collect future first round picks to move? You would have, if you grabbed like the eighty six pick, you literally would have no picks in the top eighty five. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. Or the Eagles, the Eagles at thirty are looking to move. This up. is uh, that's one that would interest me more mm-hmm. potentially. And the Eagles do like to move move up and down, so it like it wouldn't that wouldn't necessarily be a surprise. And this would probably be a range where the Vikings would really like to do that. Interesting. So we could pick up if we just move back seven. We could pick up. There's a thirty-seven percent chance of this getting accepted if we if we uh, ask for the sixty-two. So we would oh, get I'd into like, the I'd second like round. Yeah, let's I'd kick. Like let's one. kick back the one, the two eleven, and see. There's a forty-two. If we kick back the the one fifty-eight, so we would essentially be moving back seven spots in the first round, but then swapping the one fifty-eight for the sixty-two. It says there's a fifty-four percent chance of this being accepted. Yeah. You guys want to try it? Yeah. Try it so. All right. Let's offer it up. Oh, there you the go. Eagles want to play ball. <laughs> yep. Let's go. Howie Roseman, let's do this. All right, we're going to resume the draft here, so we'll just let these teams pick. Actually, I'm just I'm going to pause this real quick. Oh, there's Quentin Johnston. I was going to say, maybe we can trade back up and get Quentin Johnston, but now he just went <laughs> off the board. So uh, we'll just let this roll to the third oh, pick. Bra- we we missed out on went. Branch by, by one slot. Um Okay, more, go more teams want to trade here, by the way. I'm just going to see who those Let's teams are. Cardinals at 30. So this would be trading out of the first round with the Cardinals or the Titans. So keep that in mind if if you don't see any value here. Uh, Forbes would be interesting. Uh, he's the guy that would give Vikings fans the flashbacks to Dantzler, but he's a better uh, prospect than Dantzler, mostly because he's way more athletic. But okay. uh, skinny outside corner for Mississippi State. I know you have like seven minutes left too, by the way. So we we'll fly through this here. But um, would you John Michael Schmitz? John Michael Schmitz, man, get a get a franchise center. John Michael Schmitz might go in the first round. I, yep. I hear the Giants like him, and they need a center. Um, yep. I'm, yeah, Vikings obviously don't. But um, for me, right right here with these guys that I'm seeing, it would have to be Forbes. So okay. be Forbes or trade down. Well, let's just just for fun here. 
What if we traded out of the first round and we traded back four spots with the Cardinals? Yeah, I'd be What down. could we get? Would they give us the 66 for that? They will not. They would give us the they give us the ninety six. So we would we would have them. We would have picks thirty four, uh, sixty two, eighty seven, ninety six. You'd just be loading up on extra picks in the second and third rounds. I tell or, you, you yeah, do it. You do this trade. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I mean, just to kick down four spots. There we go. All right, look at that. Oh, just wheeling and We're dealing out of doing, out huh? of the first round. If this happens Way on Thursday. The draft party at Park Tavern is going to oh, riot. I will riot. But toxic. I will riot it'll with them. To- it'll turn toxic. <laughs> All right, so we're back on the clock here. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes has already gone to the Chiefs, so we can just keep trading back. <laughs> Take a corner. Okay, let's keep going down. Cam oh, Smith is still sitting there. Cam Smith would, would very much interest me here. Let's oh, do let's it. Take, let's take him. Yeah, let's let's do let's do Cam Smith. All right, there's our first pick. Yeah, so right. we put one spot Smith. in the starting lineup. He, he's gonna go. be he's gonna be a starting outside corner from day one. I'm gonna turbo these now. So we're gonna go. We're back on the clock at 62. We can just make our picks at this point. So okay. cornerback, we got a cornerback. I'll keep track of the the needs here. Tank Dell, wide receiverville here. I, I love Tank Dell, but not for the Vikes. You know, being the slot only guy, Charbonnet would would interest me a lot here if we knew that Delvin was going to be gone. I think he's gone. Yeah, I think you, I think you're going to safely assume he's gone. Okay, gone. well that's yeah that so that one would would interest me for sure. Just go down a little bit more. Let's see who else we got. Cedric Tillman, do anything for you? I I do like Cedric Tillman. I would I, say I, wide receiver more than running back as your uh, trusted scout slash assistant, but. Yeah, so Tillman on my board is uh, I have him fifty second, and we're at sixty two right now. I think he was the highest guy. Um, you know, Marvin Mims is the only, is the guy that I have right around him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can, show, like, I can show you the, I can show you the uh, the wide receiver board here if if that helps. So Dell Tillman, Rashid, uh, Marvin Mims is available. So, so they have them lower on there, though. So we're going to get dinged on the grade if we if we take them. Oh, you're trying to the, game the public's going to come after your ass. Oh no, dude! You're yeah. out as GM after this draft. Sonny. But no, I mean maybe you know where's our next pick? Because maybe we can maybe Mims going to fall to us with the next eighty-seven. Pick? Yeah, it's going to be oh, tough. Yeah, that's too hard. Okay, I mean, we do, do you want to cater to the PFF grades and take Tillman, or do no, you want to yeah, do go what on you believe? Do what you believe, man. Do what you believe. Oh, man, for. we're going to get slaughtered by those those stupid PFF graders. But yeah, let's take let's take Marvin Mims. All right, we trust in Thor here. Yeah, Thor. All right, so we've got a, PFF, a I love Marvin back. All right, so now we're on the clock here with the 87th overall pick. Okay, we've got a cornerback and a receiver checked off our positions of need. We have the 87 and the 96 on the horizon. Okay, no fits for us yet. Ooh, Took the McKee? Re- Tanner McKee is this Tanner, Tanner McKee, McKee time? Right there. I mean, we no, haven't drafted a quarterback we're, we're, yet. No, no, we're not. We're not taking a quarterback yet. Oh, Tajay Spears. Oh, Come on, God. boss. Tajay, uh, he he might be the guy for us here. I have him sixty fifth on my board. Let's Obviously, the eighty seven pick. Right. I'll scroll down a little bit here for you, but I think you might have nailed the value. Yeah, let's let, let's do Tajay. Tajay Spears, we're now we're picking up speed. Here we go. He, he would be a great compliment for Madison and and mixing in there with with Chandler. All right, so okay. we've got a cornerback, wide receiver, running back. We're back on the clock at ninety six. I'm just kind of curious here, just going to click on the quarterback. Are we? Are Tanner, McKee? Tanner McKee is still sitting. Dorian there, Thompson Thor. Robinson is still sitting there. <laughs> what say you, Thor? 
Let's. I, I want to see a couple of those other positions where we need immediate help first. He doesn't like it. I, w- I want to go interior defensive line and. Yeah. Let's see. And uh, what are our other? I'm. I'm. I guess linebacker. Okay. I'll uh, trigger that for you in the search here. There you go. Kobe Turner. I I like Dorian Williams a lot. Um, he he's super duper athletic and has crazy long arms. So he his frame is deceiving, and he's one of the better guys in coverage in this class of linebacker. Go go down just a little bit though, and you see if they got spit that out. Way. It's just so football I just love it. Mm. Super long arms. I, I think getting, these guys are all kind of might be there with the one nineteen. At least some yeah, of these guys. Yeah, I, I think I would probably go um with Dorian Williams right here. Okay. So linebacker from Tulane, our general manager Thor. Unless Judd, you you want to fight him? You want to fight him on Tanner McKee? No, no, I'm about okay. to quit. <laughs> I'm about to resign my position and join the Lions because I'm being treated so shabbily. Tanner McKee's still sitting there at the one nineteen. We have so the, we have emerged to the one nineteen. Yeah, th- this pick would be more in range for me as far as taking that, that developmental quarterback. Um, you know, after after we take in, you know, start, start to plug our other needs. So let's do it. You guys want to do it? Bring in the, yeah, the, 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 the done. Let's do it. Andrew Luck, Diet Andrew Luck here from Stanford. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, one more pick here. The two eleven. We're going all the way to the two hundred eleventh pick. What in the sixth round? And this will be our final pick in our final mock draft simulation, Thor. Whoops. Which position have we missed here? Interior defensive line? Have we taken so one of those? We guys have yet? not taken an interior defensive line. Okay, here. that's what I want to see. Okay. I'll pull this up for you. There you go. Okay. Levi Bell. Scroll down. I want to see if one of those war daddies we can we can get a nose tackle to to play <laughs> with uh, war daddy. Yeah, to play with Tonga. Just a big man. Um, is is Broderick Martin in there from uh, the Western Kentucky kid? Because I think Jared Clark. It looks like our boys off the board. Yeah, the, the, the other big space eater in there is Broderick Martin. I, he, I don't know if he's been taken or not on, on this thing because he's he's going to go later. But he would be – he's just, he's like, like planet-sized guy. Phil, type him into the search box and see if he's still there. Hey, come on, Mackie. Uh, that's oh, a, dang it. Yeah, he's not okay. there. So all, uh, all the nose tackle guys got taken. Just search here. Got, Brett, Brett Favre, no, he's not in there. <laughs> we got Brett edge Favre. rushers, yeah. perhaps. Oh, we, we could do an edge rusher. Uh, Mike Morris would be a fit for the Vikings in terms yeah. of he, you, he's a bigger guy, me? less athletic. Superstar? Yeah, he retired a while back. Yeah. There he is. Uh, oh, there my God. Is. Oh, he's the, this he's town's the best not big enough for two of them. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a fit as a 3-4 uh, defensive end in, in that sort of scheme. Um, you know, and, and maybe you could kick one of those guys in to help rotate with Tonga, but he would be a fit. Let's do it. He's a fit, and, he's, and they're going to give us a good grade on this because he's uh, about 50 slots a, ahead of yep. Right. They have. So there we go. All right, let's see what the grade is on the final PFF mock draft They're going to kill us for MIMS, but they see. shouldn't. That's okay. You're going with your gut, yeah, man. Then, then, you know what? Yeah. B minus. Okay, they're giving us a's, overall a's. an A minus. Oh, an A minus. Okay. An Nailed it. A-. Look at there you. You all worried about what the media was going to say? Let's do it, yeah. Marvin no, Mims was the wor- it would have been an A if not for your dumb Marvin Mims pick here, Thor, though. Like the C plus. <laughs> Wouldn't go to the press Ridiculous. conference. He definitely would have given us an A if I just <laughs> Too afraid to there. face the media? No, you, you got to have conviction, Judd. You got to have conviction. No, that's the way I tried to tell you. <laughs> but I just quit, so. Amazing, guys. Well, there it is. Thor, we know you have to get going here. You have a busy day, um, and we're looking forward to seeing you for the second part of the first round of the draft. I will say, if the draft plays out this way, people aren't going to be thrilled with the Vikings trading out of the first round. 
on Thursday night, but it will make the second night fun when they wind yep. up taking uh, multiple players. So it's going to be it, interesting man. either way. It's going to be a wild ride. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, um, thanks for coming on again for doing this every Tuesday. If you want to follow Thor on Twitter, it's Thor KU, and you'll be able to find. So we're going to do another one of these on the main Purple Daily Show next Tuesday, just kind of recapping the draft. Uh, but then going forward next week and beyond, you'll find Thor and Tyler Fornis just breaking down with Declan. Young players on the Vikings, future draft ideas starting already next week. We want to see a 2024 mock draft from you guys next week, okay? So get your homework <laughs> I'll get ready. on it. I'll get on it. All right, that's a wrap here. Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die.